Genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we stand awkwardly in an elevator next to Spider-Man 2, <laughs> one shame-filled minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm George Hendricks. Welcome, George. Happy hey, to have Scott. you this week. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, today, we are talking about Minute 31, which begins with Hal Sparks asking Spidey where he got his costume. And ends with uh, MJ's visage following Peter home. Oh, <laughs> judgy eyes all the way. Yeah. Oh boy. I think yeah. I, I think I figured out what her ad reminds me of in this minute in particular. Um, oh. I think I think part of it has to do with like the shape of the advertisement as opposed to the billboard with lots of empty space. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, this ad. This looks like this looks like hair dye. Oh yes, I, I was like getting a like a perfume yeah. vibe off of this. Like she was doing like a perfume ad. I well, I got I got the perfume vibe off of the billboard, but yeah, but this in particular, this ad because it's like. Wait, that. does it say? Does it say there's a billboard saying that that's on there? I didn't know the that. the top of the the beginning of the movie. There's a billboard shot. Oh, like a, a different version you. of the same campaign. Right. Yeah. Um. I think canonically, it's probably a perfume or something. It just yeah. looks so much like a box of hair dye right now. Right. It says perfumery like, underneath Emma Rose. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Or, so you know, so or, remind me again of what her uh, career status is at this point. She's in, right, that's reports the thing, of being right? honest, yeah. <laughs> she's like in an off-off, off-Broadway play. Yes. Does that typically come with a full-scale, full-face perfume campaign? No, see, they're they're separate. They're they're <laughs> yeah. two separate. So she wants to be an actress, and she apparently stumbled backwards into this uh, really modeling lucrative thing. modeling gig. Got but it. it was like a one-time <laughs> thing. She doesn't want to be a model. She wants to be an actress, but I mean, she also wants to pay the bills. She lives in New York, so you know. And we'll see later this week what her apartment looks like. And um, which I think she needs to pay more bills. Yeah. <laughs> Or fewer bills or something, because that's not like, you know, someplace you'd expect a model to be living. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe a model just starting out. Maybe. Uh, a baby model. Not, perhaps not the billboard uh, having models. Uh, well, uh, I mean, but it's, again, it's one gig. It's one gig. It's yeah. one It's yeah. one gig, and she, it doesn't seem like she's pursuing other gigs. Uh, yeah. So This is like if she somehow, the equivalent, I guess, is if she, like, somehow landed, like, a national commercial, but mm -hmm. it's just one. You know, she's so riding she's like, that Emma Rose gig into the sunset. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's like, I'll be okay for a while, but it's not like I'm rolling in the dough right it's now. What we call failing upward. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of failing upward, uh, how? Sp <laughs> I, I think I think technically this is probably downward, but uh, yeah, yeah it's probably going down. It feels like a down elevator conversation. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, I, how? I mean, this is our. 
our second and final day with our old pal Hal. I uh, love Hal I Sparks. I think he's yeah. very funny. He is very funny. In he's... the the way he's used here, I think is quite funny. Mm-hmm. But um... he is much better as the straight man mm-hmm. than as the comic relief. Uh, I kind of liked. I mean, I liked him on his version of the soup. Oh sure, yeah. he was. I yeah, mean, yeah. he was. He wasn't. You know, of, of the pantheon of soup hosts, he was no Joel McHale. But, he, <laughs> but who uh, among us is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was. He was in there. He did a good job. Yeah, I, you know, he's a good go-to snark. You know, funny guy or whatever. But it in in the context of this film and the context of this weird elevator scene thing, um, the version we have in the final film, which is this Hal just kind of being the straight man to the weirdness of a superhero in the elevator is a good use of him. I yeah. don't think that w- what they well, it's, it's, initially went for. It's oh. it's I don't know if it's initially. I I okay, I yeah. what I what I like about this and the reason that he works here is because you're right, George, he is good at being sort of snarky, but that's what the straight man is. The straight man yeah. is the snarky person. Like mm. on the soup, he him, Greg Kinnear and uh, Joel McHale are all being the straight man to the wacky sidekick, which are the clips that they're playing from the TV shows, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. so he works really good in the context of being a straight man, um, but in the context of the two point one edit of this movie, oh, where oh they boy. replace this elevator scene with a different take on the elevator scene that includes a bunch of House Sparks improv. Uh, it's not good. It is not good. It's the reason why we were going to cover the 2.1 version of this movie because there's some extra like fight fighty bits and and some like, you know, worthwhile scenes. But this is a three minute elevator scene in the 2.1 cut that just goes on forever. It's not funny. It's just really cringy. And I mean, you you did you watch it for the first time today? Is that what you yeah, yeah. When you sent it to me uh, to to prep for the minute today, that was the first time I'd ever seen it because I haven't watched the two point one cut. I just have Spider Man Two is Spider Man Two. I just always watched the theatrical. Um, so especially robbed of context, just being thrown right into the alternate take on that scene, the gears grind <laughs> to a halt. It's real rough. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can see the initial impulse and in like, okay, Spidey's in an elevator. And there's a guy there who works at, I don't know, a PR firm. Maybe he'll try to give Spidey some tips on how to, I don't know, uh, like market himself better. Like I can see <laughs> the the gem of an idea there. But the way it's executed is literally like, oh, hey, let me just riff here. And he starts like snapping his fingers and like coming up with, uh, why don't you do a, a children's book? Uh, you know, you could do a, you know, a, a campaign. Like he just starts saying so many things and doing so many things and i think what we notice in like today's minute the actual version that that's used in it is what's fun about the scene is just the quiet moments it's not really the the jokes right the scene itself is the joke well well, the the awkward silences right and the the joke is on the joke is on peter Uh, yes you know like the the joke is on the you know where'd you get the costume i i made it (laughs) <laughs> and then just like that awkward. And then and then you have Hal just sort of making fun of him a little bit because he's like, oh, you made it. It looks uncomfortable. And then mm-hmm. Peter's just like so desperate to like share this side of his life with someone, anyone, another human being. 
that yeah. he's just like, I mean, it is kind of itchy and it rides in the crotch a little bit. Like old TMI Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, you know, it's cause he doesn't get to share that side of his life with literally anybody. So he's just sort you know, of venting. good if he'd ever give an interview with somebody, you know, just yeah. open up and like talk about his life. That's true. Yeah. If there was a yeah. Ben Urick, if there was someone he could trust. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to give even... to get Spidey. Yeah. I know. Get your head in the game, buddy. Yeah. It's, wh- I think what's fun about the scene, like we mentioned a little bit yesterday is m- maybe none of us have felt exactly like this, but it reminds us of awkward experiences that we've had. It's not too drawn out to a ridiculous degree that we don't connect with it anymore. It's just, we've all felt a little uncomfortable in an elevator and we've all like maybe tried to make small talk with somebody and it didn't go so well. Oh, I'm it, the it, worst at elevator talk. I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm always yeah. like, oh, uh, mm, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. And I usually just have my headphones in and don't talk. I'm <laughs> my, terrible at elevator talk. My worst elevator talk I ever had. Uh, so I worked very, very briefly at Universal Studios um, as a tour guide. Uh, they, um, I guess they like they train a bunch of people to be tour guides, and then it's almost like a weird internal uh, reality show that game that they do, where they just keep cutting people as you train. So you get down to like the last group, and then out of maybe thirty people that started training you know, maybe 10 actually make it to the end, and you're like, hooray, you got the job. Apparently, our class, they hired slightly too many of us and then just wanted to fire a few. So I ended up on the chopping block, and I went in to a meeting with the superiors, and they're like, yeah, we can't really use you, so you're fired. And I had to ride the elevator back (laughs) down from being fired to the main level where I could go home. And as we were getting onto the elevator, one of the other guys in the program, this guy Brandon, who had not been fired, got into the elevator. And he was like, oh my god, Zach, how's it going? And so it was me, this other guy from training, and the guy who fired me, riding in an elevator down (laughs) to the final level, just kind of being like, yeah, no, how are things going? Good. They've been better. But, you know, they're okay. Oh, okay. Whatever. Just all of that. Ugh. Uh, I hated it so much. <laughs> That's the worst. You should have started talking smack about the company. He's like, oh, God, I quit. I just quit. I hate this place. I'm leaving. I'm going. Right. I'm, I'm just tired of the crap. I hate this guy. I'm out. Yeah, but then, but if he had done that, then like the 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 elevator would have like gone down or something, and then he would have been yes, trapped yeah. in the elevator with them. <laughs> with the guy that just fired me. Yeah. Oh, it was really bad. So I, I relate to this not just in the wearing the Spidey suit part, but just... Uh, you say one thing and then there's no way to recover from it. So you just sit in it. The, the, you can't escape. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the 2.1 scene, it reminds me of like, um, like, like a character's bad idea in one of those like Hollywood shows, like, like a, like an entourage <laughs> or, a uh, or, or an episodes or something like that. Like one yeah. of those shows about Hollywood where they're just like, yeah. Oh, here's the, here's the douchebag guy. And he's going to, he has some ideas. Like, and it's yeah. just, it's Ugh. just doesn't, it just doesn't belong in the movie at all. It just totally takes yeah. me out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The version we get, the main version we get is a lot better. I got the, they mm-hmm. like let the scene breathe. They get lots of like pauses and they don't mm-hmm. let, they're not afraid to let it linger. Mm-hmm. They're not afraid to dress Hal Sparks like Regis Philbin. It's, I mean, it all works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, I think the weirdest part about the 2.1 scene is that there's a joke about the scene in the theatrical cut. Because the 2.1 scene ends with a beat where after this guy has been doing this and he gives him his business card and Spidey's like, I don't, I don't have any pockets. So he doesn't take the business card. 
And then he reaches over across Hal Sparks and presses the elevator button. And Hal Sparks says, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't work. I've done that a bunch of times. Because, right, but he does press it in this minute. Right, because because yeah. yeah. they probably did many versions of this take, and then they were like, <laughs> now just riff one. And then that's what his idea of riffing was playing a man who's riffing. <laughs> <laughs> a choice, I guess. It's just it's I, a choice. Yeah, it's a choice. I think what's fun here in um, you know the, the stripped-down version where it's like really just two main lines from Hal um, is... There's this thing that happens with human behavior where, um, you know, like Peter looks so heroic in the suit, right? Like, you know, it's a beautiful costume and they, you know, really padded him up. So he's a big buff man with a, you know, strong jaw and all that. Mm -hmm. He looks so heroic, but his movements are so timid. Mm -hmm. And this thing that happens where people tend to react physically before we react verbally. Like if somebody asks us a question, um, it lands on us physically before we say something about it. And what's fun with Peter being in the suit like this is that Hal can ask him the question about like, you know, where'd you get it? And you can watch him because he's got no face, no visible face. You just watch his body language. Mm -hmm. And it's hilarious, I think, to see him take this in and and become really, you know, uh, self-conscious or nervous or try to get his like um, confidence back up just through these little nods and gestures with his chin. I, I think it's it's a fun, like, acting exercise, but it's also just fun to watch him do it because um, he does it well, but it looks funny because of the suit. I don't know. It's, like, really... Um, like, when he, when, he, um, when he says, I made it, he, like, drops his head down immediately and then kind of lifts it back up like he's trying to save face. Like, he knows how silly that sounds and pulls it back up. But we don't get anything from his eyes because he doesn't have them. Yeah, all his gestures are also very Toby Maguire as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Universally Toby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I'm wondering, is this one of the few examples of Toby in the whole suit? Yeah. I would love it if he didn't have anything on from the waist down. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you mean in terms of usually when we have Toby Spidey scenes, it's, you know, maskless Spidey right. or... When we have full-on Spidey, it's often Chris Daniels, the stuntman. I think this is one of the few times where it's a full scene in full Spidey suit with just Toby all the time. Yeah, it's like that time Hayden Christensen played Darth Vader. (laughs) Yeah, that one time. That one time. You you can whole suit it all you want. I think he's Porky Pig in it, and that's my head cannon, and I'm happy. (laughs) Just for comfort's sake. Just for comfort, because it does right up. Yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah. If you're not careful, it does right up in the like from waist up. It's like super comfortable. He doesn't even think about it. But from the waist down, it's just something's not right. And so you can catch him around at home with like he takes the pants off. He's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And then yeah. like he just he forgets and he's walking around in the upper part and then just oh. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think the beagle's still there or what? Was it a hound dog? There's a hound dog that exists in this scene somewhere that has vanished because. Uh, like when he got on the when Hal got on the elevator, he had a hound dog with him, um, and right. presumably it's still there. So maybe if we don't need the the dog in the lower shot, maybe we don't need pants. Maybe we don't need shoes. Maybe we just need. Chest right. Maybe up. maybe Hal's not wearing anything to the waist down either. I mean, this is like one of those like <laughs> just come as you are type things. I mean, I you know I hate to I hate to break the illusion, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's a a single piece costume. So I don't think that <laughs> you could do that. Uh, no, he tucks it in. He's got the little gaiters that keep the top part pulled down to the bottom and swinging around. <laughs> oh, of course. okay, yeah. Um, but like, I, 
it's fun kind of to watch his nervous ticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> um or and and Hal too when he like uh you know, I made it. The little like hmm and then he has like a little he gives him a look up and down like, "Oh, wow, okay." Um I I just like watching people's genuine little reactions when they're listening and observing in the moment. Like you you start to empathize with people when they're uncomfortable. I don't know what that is, what part of humanity that is but like when you're watching a, a movie or tv show if somebody's having a hard time i like immediately em- empathize empathize with them mm-hmm. like oh that's me yeah the guy who's feeling awkward that's mm-hmm. me okay secondhand um, embarrassment yeah 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 exactly so. right that's that's I'm very, uh, I'm very empathetic when it comes to embarrassment i'm like i'm a sympathetic em- <laughs> embarrasser mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah oh, no i feel bad for you so much I, my, my, my thing is like, I can't cope. And so I will pause the thing I'm watching. Uh, yeah, we talked about that before. How you yeah. Like, oh, I can't, I gotta, I gotta walk around. I gotta yeah. 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 I gotta walk around. I gotta, I can't, I can't deal with it. When meanwhile, if I just let it go, I would get through <laughs> it faster, but I can't, it's making my skin crawl too much. And I, and I, yeah. I, have my, to my, coping mechanism is, my coping mechanism is to tell myself that it's not real. I just, it's not real. It's not real. It's just a movie. Calm down. It's not real. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter like, for horror or like whatever. Horror that's films? fine. I can just, I can yeah. enjoy that. No, it's not scared. It's like awkward <laughs> embarrassment. Yeah. That's why I don't like to watch Ricky Gervais stuff. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like the original British Office, I can barely. Exactly. Handle That's the, the first one office. I'm thinking of. Like yeah. the British Office, I'm like, nope. I saw the first three episodes and I walked away. And like, this is it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. There, there it's was like, only well nine written. left. You, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it. it. Stressed me out too much. Yeah, I don't need it in my life. I don't need that kind of evil. Yeah, true. Get it out of here. True, Ooh, boy. Um, the the crotch line again. Like, what's okay? It's funny when people say crotch. Sure, but I think. What's great about the crotch line, the the reason it's funny isn't the fact that he says crotch. I think it's funny because of how immediately he regrets saying it out loud. Like, like Scott, you were saying earlier that like, this is one of the only times he's ever been able to commiserate with someone about what's difficult about being Mm Spider-Man. And he kind of overplays his hand. Like he like looks over, has that human connection. He's like, you know what? I'll be completely honest for a second. And as soon as he goes, I'll be completely honest for a second, it rises up in the crotch a little bit too. He can't even look him in the face anymore. Yeah. He just like looks away and down. It's the beat after the crotch line is why crotch is funny. It's uh-huh. not yeah. crotch. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's that moment where you're, you're meeting new people and you, you are like, okay, what kind of people are these? And so you, you kind of, you kind of test them a little bit by like, mm-hmm. by revealing more of yourself than you probably should in that moment. Yeah. And their reaction to that moment is you realizing, like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and button down that hatch and yep, never let yep. that open again. Uh, and that's, that's what this reminds me of that, like that skin crawling uh, awkwardness of when that happens. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Anything that like Hal says there will just make the moment worse. So mm-hmm. he just kind of adjusts his clothes and hits the button again, praying for this moment to end. Yep. And and then we cut before he says anything to take the air out of the moment because it wouldn't work if he keeps talking. So, yep. yeah. And it yeah. doesn't because we've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but I, I, uh, I want to know where he stuck his bike. Uh, mm, yes. In order to have so, gone back and get it, gotten it, <laughs> he, we- he webbed it up somewhere. He just like, psh, psh, psh. <laughs> well, like, because in, I mean, his bike got smashed in the lead up to the car chase, right? Like mm-hmm. the 
when he does the stun about like eat your green vegetables that's when his bike got smashed so did he just like did he like move it over to the side and be like i'll come back for that or did he just leave it in the middle of the road and then come and get he had to have pulled it out of the road but like even if he just set it up next to the road like no one else stole it that's shocking to me (laughs) i mean he can't even wheel it he's dragging it down the street it's not really stealable I mean, they would find a way. He's in New York City, for God's sake. (laughs) I think that's just a symbol of how, like, busted and, like, untractive this thing is. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Literally no one wants it. Boosting stuff for living, but I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even worth the scrap metal on it now. I just leave that for him to drag, sadly. Um I get well. I guess it's jumping ahead to talk about the visual of the bike, but I like that we don't even see him dragging the bike until the very end of the minute. Mm -hmm. Um, First, we get to have the whole, the whole breadth of the um, length of the Star Destroyer moment. I guess. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> that's good. <laughs> with these, uh, with these ads, like, Mar- I, I mean, we, this is a well we come back to often um, with this movie, but I think it's perfect whenever life is just being really, really hard on Peter Parker, and we visualize mm-hmm. that. And there's something to me so. It's not cruel. It's like charming. You know, like I'm like, yeah, yeah, her. Whatever. Not yeah. some schadenfreude right there. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's the good stuff. Oh, I yeah, I feel it. Like and, all all you want is and, and it's that thing where you're like where you know those people who don't like these movies because they feel too bad for uh-huh. Peter. And uh-huh. and it's like, well, that's that's what you want. You want to be able to watch this and watch Peter bad stuff happen to Peter and just go, Oh, come on. Like that's, <laughs> that is Peter's interaction with life. Uh, just like, Oh, come on. Like really yeah. now this now, come on. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Cause it's, it's already sad just with the, um, you know, the loss of powers and the fallout of the, uh, uh, of the elevator bit. And then being alone, that's already sad. And then seeing one of her poster, that's sad. And then seeing a whole row of it, that's really rough. And then I love where they chose to put all of the ads is that there's a break in it. It's almost like, you know, John Mulaney's whole bit about the salt and pepper diner uh-huh. where they like. What's did new pussycat? Psych- yeah. Psychological warfare on people by playing mm-hmm. what's new pussycat a million times. But they snuck in one um, different song in there. It's not unusual. People, yeah. To give people false hope. And so when we <laughs> have the break in the line of MJ faces you think for a second that it's over and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that's really rough. Oh, poor Peter. And then it starts back up you're again. Wrong. You're wrong. Like, oh, oh, no. And then on top of everything else, he's dragging his bike behind him. And then you see the bike. Yeah. yeah. This is an oh. absolute Charlie Brown moment. He's uh-huh. just like, <laughs> oh, man, I would love, I would love for somebody to take this clip and just add the. <laughs> it's like full on arrested development. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. You That's replace how Sparks' dialogue with trombone. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I made it. Yeah. Oh man, I think that's the only thing I I I I want to see a, a cut of this uh, of these movies done with Ron Howard voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just go get the actual like narration that stan lee used to write for the panels and just have ron howard do it (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, and man. so he learned that with great power must also come great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, this is a subtle thing, but I, I, I stand by it because I feel like this bike would be pretty heavy. And mm. I like that they've apparently taken some weight out of it so that Toby can drag it as if he's Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 I, it's a little easier for him. That's kind Although of one of those fig- things where it's like he's the, the, either everyone thinks he's real in good shape or he's just not caring and he's just doing his whole like I'm Spider-Man thing. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just dragging a bike on the street, that's a little obvious. That's a little uh, conspicuous, I think. Sure. Yeah. But it's good. Like, I don't know. I get a kick out of in superhero media. I mean, obviously, we're spoiled with it nowadays, but I like um Superpowers used for the mundane. Mm-hmm. Like I like the little lived-in moments where it's like they're lifting the couch, the vacuum under it. Yes, yes, exactly. Lifting the couch, the vacuum under it, or or um, you know, pulling this thing along right now. Uh, you know, oh, I just had another example in my mind, and it just you know floated away, just floated, floated off into the distance. Like anything um, from like the Incredibles, the the whole mm-hmm. bit where they're just like at home, not doing their thing, but still having their powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it feels, I don't know, it makes the world feel lived in. And it's one of those things that you do day, daydream about when you're like, I don't know, a kid thinking about superheroes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's like uh, it's like Barry Allen going to the the florist and then be like, th- them saying like, oh, that flower you're looking for is out of season right now. And he's like, and he just <laughs> runs off and then just like, not in Australia. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as the flowers, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really, mm-hmm. I really do like that a lot. Yeah. Um, um and like feats of strength are particularly fun in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little, no, it's easy for him or like uh, one that I'm thinking of right now, uh, cause I'm kind of <laughs> stuck in Spider-Man mode right now in, um, in Spider-Man homecoming, there's a whole bit where, um, Peter, at the beginning when Peter's in the car with Tony Stark where he's saying, like, you know, don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a bit where Happy is in the background pulling this really heavy case and struggling with it, um, mm-hmm. pulling it out of the trunk of the car because it's got the, all the fancy gear in it. And, and when Peter says, no, I can, I can get that. It's fine. Uh, when they drive off, he picks it up like it's nothing yeah. and just walks away with it. Like, I love, I love little things like that. And that's, for me, that's what this reminds me of. I think that's it. Honestly, I'm surprised we were able to get 25 minutes out of this. <laughs> you have no idea who you're dealing with. <laughs> Scott, you have no idea. Well, who are I, we dealing with? George, yeah. George, who are we dealing with? And is Mogwai Minute ever coming back? Ever? Uh, you know the answer to that, Scott. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, give me flustered. Yeah, we're coming back. We're, we're, we're getting the, the wheels turning on, getting the new batch started up. Beautiful. We'll, be, we'll be back sooner or later. Awesome. Where can we find you on the internets if we want to follow you and interact the, with you? The Mogwai Minute. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Our, our Facebook page is very pretty active. It's like pizza. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're all over the place. Awesome. If you like arguing about pizza toppings, the Mogwai Minute I mean, group on Facebook. That is pretty much our, our bread and butter, no pun intended. It's, uh, we, we spend more time about that than pretty much bread, anything else. Bread and pineapple. Um, yeah. Bread and pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> and cheese and sauce. You're good. Thank you, dude. Uh, all right um i think that about does it so we will uh we will be back uh tomorrow with minute 32 bye everybody bye